We are the tide from the north. We're brave and we're bold. Defeating our rivals never gets old. Making our way to the big sky conference. Watch out, cause here comes the silver and gold. the club for the vandals of idaho welcome back tribe from the north brave and bold to the official unofficial podcast of your idaho vandals and the vandal affiliate on the big sky podcast network i'm your host chris hammond and joined with me today we have producer dallas running the show from the shadows how the hell are you dallas hammer uh well it's still anaheim ducks season so i am still miserable I feel you, man. Uh, and, of course, somebody who's feeling less miserable. We have Alex, the boat boatman. Alex, how are you? Chris, my better half is here today. How I taught him everything I know, so how, how can I not be great? Well, then, well, you stole it, so there you go. You can make the introduction. Uh, Cade. Cade Coffee, number 15, couple-time All-American. Idaho punter kicker for the last four seasons is joining us now that he has left the program. Uh, Cade, how's it going? It's going great. Appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, this was uh, – I know we, we've always kind of been like, all right, when he's done, like that would be a fun guy to get on and have, have a chat with. So, you know, we uh, are happy you joined us, and I guess we, we kind of broke some of the news there. I mean, people don't know on Twitter, but um, you are indeed done, correct? Yep, finally. Yep. <laughs> it's yeah. been a long five years, but it's finally. been good. It's been good. <laughs> finally. <laughs> well – before tried, we get in, I tried to talk him out of it, Chris. I kept trying. I was prodding him for like the last three months. Like it is six much, months, dude. It's about once a week I get a text from Boatman. Are you sure you want to leave? You're so close uh, to setting all these records. That's what yeah. I said. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't want to turn 25 in college, though. So I don't I'm know. old. I'm old. Hey, <laughs> Taysom Hill <laughs> was like 27. When he finally got out of there. <laughs> I think he had a mortgage too, but anyway. Yeah. Well, uh, we want to thank our sponsor, as always, Montucky Cold Snacks. Ain't nothing like cracking a Montucky Cold Snack. Ultra refreshing light beer born in majestic big sky country. The best part is when you crack a snack, you're giving back. Montucky Cold Snacks donates 8% of all profits back to local causes, even right here in Idaho. Supporting organizations like the CW Hogs and the Idaho Food Bank. Yeehaw, that's freaking awesome. Montucky Cold Snacks, the light American lager for pow pow rippers, gator wranglers, pony riders, and badass do gooders. Visit MontuckyColdSnacks.com today to find out how to get, yes, some snacks. So we have we have the myth, man, the legend himself, Kid Coffee, on with us today. Um, this is one of those special episodes that I feel like people can rewatch and re listen to and enjoy as they please. So because of that, we are going to hit you with some time, you know, timeline specific stuff here early. And then for anybody that's listening, you know, two, three months, two years, whatever down the line, you can go to the bottom and see how to skip the uh, like 2020 stuff. Cade, I just want to get kind of your opinions. What a weird way to spend your last season. Can you kind of just cover like the struggles, what went into it, what happened when you originally got canceled in the fall? Did you like playing in the spring? Do you wish you would have waited till fall? Or in your mind, how did this cluster of everything just, just happen this past season? Well, I think you summed it up perfectly. You know, it was just weird. I mean, there's no better way to describe it than just weird. So I'll kind of take you guys back to last March when, like, the whole country pretty much got shut down. I remember, uh, yeah, we just every, everyone was shut down. We were like, so what's going on? Everyone got sent home. So pretty much I just chilled at my parents' house the whole summer. And we're blessed. We have 10 acres. So I was just able to kick down on the property and, you know, train. And then when we came back um, for the fall, we were like, are we playing? Are we not playing? And then when the season finally got canceled, we were like, okay, so we're playing in the spring. But it really wasn't until stepping on that field against Eastern that first game that we actually thought we were playing. So there's always COVID cases. You know, it was always like, are we actually playing or is it going to get canceled? So yeah. it was weird. Yeah, and then having to take a break in the middle of the season, like yeah, that's that just throw too. a huge <laughs> rut and everything. Because you guys, I mean, I know you had the loss to UC Davis, but I mean, you had some momentum going into that too, though. That Eastern win, I feel like, was still pretty hot in the heels. Then by the time you guys got back on the field, it felt like that was an eternity ago. Yeah, so that's one thing that sucked is like 
we played really good against Eastern, obviously won that game. And then the, pretty much the next week, COVID case, COVID case, COVID case, quarantine. So, you know, kind of lost a bunch of momentum. That kind of sucked. I mean, I got COVID. So, I mean, it sucked not being our, there on the field. But then t- pretty much taking three weeks off and then coming back. Just just weird. Just a weird situation. Yeah. All in all, were you were you happy you got to play in the spring? Yes. Yes, I was really happy because I, if the season would have got canceled, I don't know if it would have came back, maybe, but I'm glad I got to finish my football career on a right now, on a high note. So yeah. I'm happy for it. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so the next thing I, I kind of want to talk about when we get into like kind of the real, the real stuff here. Um, <laughs> they say you never want to be the guy after the guy, but we've had a couple guys be the guys after the guy. Can yeah. Out like taking the reins for Austin Rico and kind of like, what's it like? Were you nervous at all? Like, I mean, man, they have some high expectations for me after you know setting up with TJ Conley and Bobby Cowan, and then you know you get to Austin Rico, who's now doing both kicking and punting, and then you come in and they're expecting you to kick and punt as well. I mean, it's quite the the run of luck we've had with punters, and now run of luck with punters and kickers. Mm-hmm. So I'll start by saying that Idaho is punter you. So any kicker punter listening to this in high school, come come to Idaho. Seventy two and sunny. The Kibbe Dome is the best place to kick. But I will say, no, it's a. I mean, yeah, there's challenges taking over for Austin, and but it was more of like an expectation, you know, like keep the streak of all Americans alive. That's at least that's the way I saw it. Is, you know, I just trying to go out there, grind, and just you know do my best. So I feel like I lived up to it. Yeah. 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 So. Oh, oh okay. Ahead. Jumping, yeah. yeah. I mean, so Cade came in. He he had the l- lucky aspect of being our gray shirt. So he was there spring of sixteen, fall of sixteen, spring of seventeen before he even touched the field. Um, so he was we, he was with Austin for a full year, and you know, there's just a lot to learn from someone like that. I mean, you know, people always ask Cade like, you know, are you, can you go pro and things like that? And you might have some opportunities. We're gonna cross our fingers on that, but it's always tough. <laughs> you and I always talk about like how tough it is when you go out and watch Rico who would come back when he's after college and he's just hitting balls that are just like unbelievable. And you're just like, man, I want to do that. Right. It's just, yeah. it's just, it's just crazy. And I, I mean, Kate and I will probably swear up and down that we think that Austin Rico is probably a top 15 human in the world of playing the football. And yep. so when that's the expectation, that's who you're like looking at. It's, you know, it's hard to meet it, but shoot. I mean, we mentioned three guys before Cade statistically Cade finished as the third best out of, out of those four guys. He's better than TJ Conley. He averaged 44.4 career yards. I mean, that's a hell of an average. TJ Conley punting for the jets. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So it's, it's a, it's, you know, I think Cade more than lived up to the expectation. I remember Cade and I were sitting, he traveled to UW his freshman year, his redshirt year. And I remember we're sitting in the hotel room. First of all, we woke up at 4 30 AM that morning and watched man United play man city. They lost. (laughs) Okay. But I remember Cade and I were sitting there looking at stats. He was trying to figure out, okay, what do I need to be at to be better than TJ and Bobby? Like, what do I need to do? And he was close to Bobby. He only finished a couple tenths of yardages behind him. If he would have come back, I think he would have beat it. Looks at Cade intently. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think he more than lived up to it. I think he exceeded expectations. I mean, just level of consistency every every year. Yeah. Better better down the punt in. Kibby or walk up? The sky I'm sorry, dome. what was that? Better dome to punt in. The Kibby or the walk up sky dome down in oh, Flagstaff? Kib- Kibby, not even close. Kibby, <laughs> the altitude, close. you're just like, I don't need the extra yardage. I guess punting, you really don't the majority of the time, right? You're trying to yeah. pin it within the 20, not boot it out of the end zone. Yeah. That's where you're at. I mean, the, the NAU stadium was cool, but there's just something about the whole vibe of maybe it was just having fans this season, but just the vibe of the QB Dominic, you can't, you can't replicate it. Okay. And, and a, a fan base that understands this sounds terrible punting uh, <laughs> more, more so because we've had four great punters, but uh, we, yeah. I remember like seeing Rico for Heisman signs. Like it's a fan base that maybe gets too excited for punting, but you know, it, Hey, it gives us something. Like we said, punter you. People don't exactly. even try to claim it. We'll claim it. Give it to us. Yeah, exactly. But um, Alex kind of touched on it there. You know, you spent a little bit of time growing up in England, correct? Is that kind of how you became a soccer fan? Oh, yeah. So pretty much grew up grew up a Watford and a Man U fan. So, yeah, it was awesome over there. I mean, played soccer, and that's kind of where I learned to kick. 
I remember it was my eighth grade year. I was like, you know, I'm just going to try football one year. I was the only guy who could consistently make a PAT, so I won that job. And then our high school coach saw me kick one of our games. He's like, yeah, you're going to come and kick for us next year. I was like, sweet, sounds good. And pretty much didn't – so in Idaho, soccer and football is in the same year. So pretty much just showed up for game days, and, you know, one thing led to another. Yeah. So did you ever get to play Mason Petrino in soccer? Because I know he didn't – he purposely Mm -hmm. moved – so they went to Washington so that Mason could play soccer, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the yeah. spring. And there's there's never a coffee Petrino soccer. We played we played in we played in football um yeah. 20, 2013, my senior year, yeah. Cade's sophomore year. So I did beat Bowman that year too. No, you did not. You lost barely, but we ran we, Oh, uh, it was the next year that we beat Lewis and it was the next yeah, year. Yeah, that was after I was gone, and that's why. Yeah. So. so who yeah. who are some like surprise soccer players on the team? Or is there many? Because I feel like there's some fans, but as like players, it'd probably just be you know me, Mason, maybe Jed Byers. Can't think of Dave, anyone else who actually played. Dave was oh, pretty Dave, good. Dave, played. Dave was pretty good with the soccer ball. Eric Hale wasn't too bad either back in the yeah. day. Oh, we, had indoor so- we had a little indoor soccer team, Chris. I coached it. Did you? We lost every game. Yeah, Mason got a red card once, so that was fun. <laughs> that's yeah. that's when it's too aggressive when you're in an indoor league and you're getting red cards, but. I know what that's like. Yeah. We had one of her up in Seattle playing and uh, we were doing co-ed and one of our girls, I think she ended up getting two red cards in the season. And we're like, how? It's <laughs> like D league intramural like soccer. But yeah. um, I so, will say though, back to your point, I did yeah. play Mason in football. I think it was my junior year and we absolutely killed him. So I will, I will say that. Rathrum versus, versus the Greyhounds. Yep. We yeah, slaughtered them. So. That's something Moscow hasn't been able to do till till recently. So, yeah. um, <laughs> but uh, so what kind of tell us about what led to you being a Vandal? Because you have a little bit of Vandal history as well. Yeah. So my dad played in the mid '90s. So I was pretty much born and raised. I was actually born in Gritman. So you know, born and raised a Vandal. It wasn't. It was really until my junior year when his coach seeking coach Petrino started recruiting me, and then once they offered me, I was like, yeah, that's where I'm going. So I mean, it was. You know, just being a band my whole life, That's this is kind of where I really wanted to go. So, worked out. Pro- born in Gritman, product of Gritman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kate, in high school, you, I don't know how famous it was, but you kicked a 57-yard field goal. I was in TV at the time, and, like, we we went nuts, like, when it was on, on the shows here in Spokane that there was footage of you kicking a 57-yard field goal. What was bigger to you, kicking that in high school or – the 51 yarder you ended your career with. That's tough. That's really tough. Um, probably the 57. Uh, I don't know. That's tough. I would say the 57 probably just cause you know, it's high school and you know, high school coaches don't like to kick. Oh, here we go. <laughs> but, so do you in high school, are you kicking off a T or is this legit 57? No, it, it it's off a tee. Like if you were to go okay. to my high school field, like the the grass is like up to your knees, pretty much. Like it's long. Okay. Because I was gonna say, didn't Rico also hit like a sixty-one yarder or something 67 in high school? Sixty-seven yarder, and it, yeah. but everybody, but everybody's It'll, like, well, it was off a tee, so it pop it pops back up on uh, Instagram or Twitter about once a year. So yep. and no as somebody when, who can't kick a fifteen yarder, I mean, that's still <laughs> impressive with a tee. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, that's no. that's that's cool. So, but I mean, ending the career on a fifty-one yarder was that kind of one? If we walk us through that, was that like Paul just going like, "Hey, you know, hey, did Paul know you're not returning at that point and kind of give you the opportunity, or is that just a we're in this game and we need a field goal?" Uh, he he's known for a while that I was not coming back, but you know, I don't know because like most of the time, we've always pointed those situations to me, mm-hmm. so it's like. I wasn't really ready for it. I remember looking at Cam Lang on the sideline because Cam had his helmet on. He's all freaking out. We're about to kick this. And I'm like, no, we're not. We've never kicked a 50-yard field goal. I mean, <laughs> when was the last time he kicked a 50-yard field goal here? But then he called it, and there was like 13 seconds left on the clock. So, like, we just ran out there. And I just remember looking at Connor Whitney. I was like, yeah, just snap the ball. We're just to see they're going to go in or it's not. So, you know, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Man, if if we can get 51 yarders with that amount of organization <laughs> and, like, time on the clock – we should have been kicking 51 yarders all day. Mm-hmm. You'd be yeah. surprised on the level of organization. That's pretty normal, Chris. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that, I, I wish we would have kicked a lot more field goals or a lot more yeah. longer field goals. I mean, we kick him in practice and just, I don't know. I don't know. Just never kicked him in a game, I guess. 47 left hash, Cade. What would have happened if it would have been from there? Yeah, we're not talking about that. <laughs> Cade, Cade missed 47 field, uh, 47 yard field goals, left hash, back to back spring games, and it haunts him to this day. Every time that a field goal, anything is on the 47 yard left hash, whether I'm watching it or anything, I just get bad vibes. I just, it's always a miss. Um, so, I'll go ahead, Dallas. I, I have one other, this moment kind of went viral. Um, I, it was your freshman, I think it was your, your redshirt freshman year. So I don't know if you remember it, but can you walk us through what exactly you did here? I'm, I still, I've watched this gift probably 400 times and I, I've never figured out how you did <laughs> this. You know, I have no idea. Uh, yeah. So yeah, this is probably, I mean, just talk, I've talked to Bowman about this a lot. This is probably where I peaked, you know, when Pat McAfee tweets you out, you know, can't, no, nothing <laughs> can go wrong. Can't go up from there, but, uh, for the brand. It, that was for the brand <laughs> for the brand. I remember, I don't remember the second half of this game, no. about six stitches. And there was one point in the second half where we're all lined up for punt. And I'm just kind of standing on the sideline, not knowing what's going on. The punt team ran, runs on the field. And I'm like, oh, I got to So I just ran out there super late. So, yeah, fun times. So but, how much of this do you remember then if you had to get all these stitches? You know, it's a little blurry. I will <laughs> say it was a little blurry, blurry the second half. But, yeah, so pretty much kind of walking through the the – Punt. I mean, uh, the first I saw this is my second punt of the day. So the first punt, it was also snapped over my head, mm-hmm. and um, so I was like kind of expecting it, but I was like, no way, this is gonna ever happen again. Like, there's no way someone snaps over your head twice, and it happened. And you know, just kind of, you know, I got lucky. I got lucky with the bounce, and you know, it rolled. So, so I just I just put this together. Was Boatman snapping this? No, no, no. So that's what's funny. So this, so this is also a, this is also a, a two parter to this story, Chris, because this was Luke Hyde. Um, at the time, he's a tight end, and our special teams coordinator at the time was Jason Shoemaker, who for some reason wanted to have Luke Hyde snap punts. Don't know why, um, but because of these two reps, that's how I started playing. So I was in the next rep after that. Never stopped playing after that. So, so I was gonna say we do have a we do love showing the the secret clip of this Boatman is, getting his is running down the field <laughs> and you just they got the nice close up of him against against got, uh, Southern Utah yeah against Southern, <laughs> uh, but so but that one right there against Troy yeah like I remember on the sideline it was it's one of those things because I mean I, I I never want the guy in front of you to fail right it hurts your team that sucks but like I'll take any opportunity I can get. And that was, that was my opportunity. And I remember just thinking like, there's no way it happens again. Like it's probably going to go short, right? If anything, when a snapper goes high, the next time he's going short, like this might roll to him kind of thing. And, uh, and so it, it's, it, I was just thinking, Oh, it doesn't happen again. I'm like, Oh shit, it happened again. And yeah. When, and after that, we did. We talked to the Cade at the time. Told the trainers to go put him through concussion protocol because we weren't sure. They passed him. It was just me, Noah Croninger, um, and Cade on the trip that year uh, for the specialist. That was that Thursday night game on ESPNU, super late, and we only had one punt in the second half, and that was that was that. But yeah. So for our audio listeners, that was the second punt of the Idaho Troy game in 2017. Uh, the second straight punt to go over Cade's head, and he got absolutely lit up, but somehow got the punt off and actually got it 40 yards down the field, one of the most impressive displays of of athleticism I've honestly ever seen. Wow, he called you an athlete, Cade. That's <laughs> Is that for the brand? P- punters are athletes too, right? Isn't punters that- are people too. Punters are people too, for the brand. For the brand. So we kind of talked about your career a little bit. What are some of the the highlights and what's kind of like a low light. Is there just one moment that still sticks out where you're like, dang, like I wish that would have gone differently or wow. You know, that was really awesome play by me or that was really cool to see that play by that guy or man, I can't believe we beat that team or, you know, really anything goes as broad with it as you want, but other than elaborate, have a couple, we don't care. It's people are here to listen to you. So (laughs) Uh, I'll start with the high points first. Uh, so a couple of high points. Um, I would say that South Alabama game, Boatman knows all about that game. Mm. Um, it's probably like 80, 85 degrees with like 80% humidity. So it was like 
three o'clock kickoff, but you know, two lightning delays turns out to be an eight hour game that we win in double overtime. And that was uh, I would say that was probably for me as like a player. That was the point in my career where I was like, I can do this. Like, well, I can be and, really good at this. And also that involved a bad snap from Luke Hyde that game on a PH on a field goal where AJ Wooden, who was the holder at the time, got it down. It actually went up for the the Hody, the holder of the year award, the Mortel holder of the year award. He got I think he won holder of the week that week, right, Cade? Yeah, and he should have yes, won it that year. Yeah, he should have won it that year, but he went up for he was holder of the week that week because he got down a snap. A bad snap, um, and Cade just trusted the whole time. Didn't didn't really uh, phase him, and just knocked it through. And that was a that was a crazy game with those line delays and that locker room being terrible. Yeah, I remember the what was it? The first locker delay was so long that Coach Petrino like, went and bought us all sandwiches. He was like, "It's sandwiches delivered to us." Store. Yeah, so yeah. It was, yeah. I just remember that flight home was so bad. I was cramping the whole time. Just everyone was. I mean, eight hours of trying to stay loose in the hot, humid weather. So I mean, that was that was a high note. Um, pretty much every time you beat Eastern or Idaho, Idaho State, like that's all. That's awesome. I mean, anytime you beat a rival, those that's definitely a high point. Um, man, Fresno State. Oh, okay. We got to tell that story. So <laughs> Fresno State. Uh, probably what is it like 15 seconds no it was like 40 seconds left in the game yeah. and it was like what fourth and 10 and usually like when we're in situations like this towards the end of the game and you know we're losing like we're just gonna go for it and you know try and score some points so me and bowman we're just chilling on the sidelines you know just you know okay they're probably just gonna go for it on fourth and 10 and game over they're gonna take a knee no so out of nowhere coach was like punt so me and Bowman were like what have to run all the way over grab our helmets because we had them sat or set down somewhere grab our helmets, run on the field, and we're like, well, we'll see. Probably probably our best overall operation that year. Yeah, we both like thought. 50, <laughs> yeah. It was like it was a like perfect a snap to the hip. Yeah. Like a 60-yard punt with hang time. We got yeah. to punish that next week. If you ever coach you know, punish tape, it's the night before the game, uh, Friday night, he puts up on the tape, um, good plays from the week before. Uh, and Kate and I made the punish tape for a rep that we didn't think was going to happen, and we both were praying yeah. would go off perfectly. And yeah, those games when those games go like that, um, we call it you know Patrino. We can say screw it mode because he just starts going for it, and you just don't expect you're going to go in. You're just not. You're hoping if you go in, it's going to be because of a PAT or field goal. Um, yeah. He just kind of starts going for it because why do we have it to lose at that point, especially against yeah. that game where we had two. You talk about it can't happen again. I remember we had two field goals blocked. And I keep thinking to myself, when we went for the second one, I'm like, it can't happen again. There's no way it happens again. And it happened again. And so uh, that was a very weird game, but that was a great rep. Fantastic rep. Yeah. That was a good day of punting, too. Yeah. Google, not so much. No. For that. <laughs> but uh, so I would it, say, uh, no, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you're good. Uh, I was going to say, probably just a high point is just like the best part of being a part of this program is just the guys, just hanging out with the guys every day. Like when they say, like, after high school, like that's the most friends you'll ever have. Like that's really the, that's not the case. Like in college, it's like these are the most friends you're gonna have for your, forever. And you know, just hanging out, especially in the summers. Like in the summers, we have to stay here and lift, and pretty much it's you're just just the football team here. So you're just hanging out at the Grove, hanging out at the pool, golfing, going to Zeppos, you know, having a good time. Yeah. So I would I say did, just I like, did a summer crew. Summer crew is it's a good time. So and that's, and that's like you said, nobody else is really up there. So I imagine yeah. it's the football team where you still have everybody. That is a blast. It's like I, I had a blast, and I knew like twelve people on the yeah. whole town. You get some, you get some uh, soccer players and volleyball players too, and that's pretty much it. But I taught Kate everything I know about blackjack, so that's why he's yeah. so not a lot. That's why, he's, that's why he's won so much money, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been there in a long time for good reason. <laughs> because of me, good old Zeppos. Yeah, God. Um. So, I, I mean, I've got a hunch, and so I've, I've got a question for that. Low light. Montana State. Yep. Yeah, dang it. <laughs> I was hoping you'd have something else, but all right. Thought process on all that. Obviously, for people that don't know, infamous moment um, happened this year, right, where the Eastern kicker uh, had a kick bounce off our scoreboard and it was called no good. However, what gets less talked about is – in 2018, on the road in the snow, Kate had a kick that was 95% of people at that stadium said was good. So tell us, was it good? And what was going through your head when they told you it wasn't good? 
So it was definitely good. I mean, you go back and watch film, you look at the pictures. I mean, it was in. But, you know, some of these teams have high school uprights, so it's like it makes it hard sometimes. But pretty much when they called it no good, I was pissed off. But I was more just, like, upset that, I like, you know, that moment ruined it for the team because, like, we really should have won that game. Um, but another thing that was frustrating is when we played Northern Colorado in 2019, same thing happened except I kicked it straight down the middle of the uprights. But it was so windy that when it was 15 yards behind the goalpost, the wind took it and they called it no good. So, I mean, I was telling Bowman, I was so mad earlier this week. I was like, maybe if maybe if we were played for Eastern or like had a different went to a different school, maybe we'd actually get a, you know, a booth call or get some sort of reasoning because they pretty much told us tough luck. on both yeah, of maybe, them. maybe we get an apology from the conference if uh, like. Eastern, yeah. If, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is this happens all the time. So, I mean, something's got to change. I mean, obviously, they're not doing something right. So I'm so a little bitter about it. So what you're saying is. Uh, you're glad the big sky is apparently making changes to fix this, but you're saying uh, it's little l- too little too late. It's a couple of years overdue. <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> so, so big sky versus Sunbelt. Hmm. Is it more fun to punt in the big sky? Because, I mean, Bowman's told us some Sunbelt stories. It sounds like you guys had a lot of miserable times. Even though you were winning, it sounds like you had some very miserable times. I mean – the Troy game where you guys got in at what like two and then had to play at noon and I think it was even late. He, he missed he missed That's that true. one. That's true. Fortunately, but, but then yeah, I, the South Alabama game. Um, why do I feel like there's a Texas State game too that was really wonky like that? Uh, that was that was the year that was 2014. So that was my redshirt year before I was there. We just had when, we had so much when, weird stuff in the sun. When though. we went there in 2016, we got in late. We had a plane delay out of Lewiston. We just had I mean it just some plane delays. I mean light weather delays, but. Yeah, it happens. But yeah, so pretty much Sunbelt versus Big Sky. You know, Big Sky, I would say the Sunbelt was awesome. You know, being Division One, awesome. Uh, going down somewhere I've really never been before. Yeah. I mean, that was that was a really cool experience. Driving, just driving through some of those towns was cool. I mean, that's history. And then, you know, the food is obviously like amazing. Like when they say the barbecue down south is different, like they're not, they're not lying. It's so much better. It does hit um, different. <laughs> But I will say I enjoyed playing in the big sky because, you know, this is like our roots as like a vandal, you know, these local rivalries. I mean, that's to me, that's I like I would rather do that than, you know, go somewhere else where no one even knows what the team is. And also is like my parents and family could go to like all my games. So there's good parts and bad parts to both conferences. But, you know, overall, I like them both. So. So then I got a question. So best town like best town that's not Idaho, so Idaho excluded, right? Best football in town experience in the Big Sky and worst, and same for the Sun Belt, because Jack Tate has told me that he thinks Jonesboro, Arkansas is absolutely the worst place on the planet. <laughs> he said that's the best thing about us being out of the Big Sky is that we don't have to go to Arkansas State anymore. I'll explain that. I can't answer first. I'll explain Arkansas State <laughs> later. Okay, so I'll say the worst college town is hands down Idaho State. I'm sorry. That place is a dump. You know, whole arena is <laughs> a dump. I'm sorry if I'm offending Amen. anyone, but that place is a dump. No, no offense so, taken here. That place yeah. is a dump. Eastern's not much better. Like Cheney itself is not much better. I mean, if they didn't have Spokane in, anywhere nearby, that place would suck to live. Um, Montana. I'm not gonna lie, Montana, the Missoula, that was cool. Missoula and Bozeman were both pretty cool college towns. I'll, I'll give them that. But I would say those are probably the two best places. Or Portland State. Portland State was cool too. Just we stayed in the hotel right down the city. Their fields sucked though. Yeah, I was gonna say I think the Portland State get it gets so much hate for like playing in basically a high school facility, but like the game itself is kind of fun. Like you get to go to Portland. You know, back before this year, it was like the only stadium that sold beer. So like I remember going to that, <laughs> and I don't remember how it felt for you guys on the stand. Like field, I felt like it was fifty fifty Vandals and Vikings. Like. There was a lot of vandals down there, and yeah. I was like shocked by that, and you know, very happy. Obviously, uh, you Not had a lot of time. We wanted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you you got a lot of work that game, which I, I, I enjoyed you as a player, but I wasn't always happy when you were coming out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what it was for points, PATs though. That's what yeah. I really enjoyed. Them. But what about the uh, the the old Sun Belt? Fun belt. Um. Sunbelt. Where did we go in 2017? Troy. I'm trying to think. Troy. South Alabama. Oh. Georgia State. What? Western Michigan was cool. 
That stadium right. was cool. Not Sun Belt, but that was the FCA, FBS yeah. days. Western Michigan. I know what the worst answer is in the Sun Belt, Cade. New Mexico State. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that place sucks. Dallas is nodding emphatically for the listeners. <laughs> <If> you've ever <laughs> been. I mean, we could see Mexico from our hotel rooms in El Paso. Yeah. But so that was interesting. I will, oh. I will say Georgia State. Georgia State Stadium mm-hmm. was. I, that, we were like, what, the first? That was their first. Uh, that was their first season, season right? yeah, yeah. The old Brave Stadium where they've had Olympics. Yeah. So yeah, they used to play in the cool. Georgia Dome, which was just not yeah. the right venue for them no. at all. But that yeah. was that was a pre- that was pretty cool going to Atlanta. That was a long flight, but that was a that was a good one. Yeah, but Richardson looked good. I'm talking about Jonesboro, Arkansas, though. At Chris, I had a, Idaho's last ever special teams FBS tackle in that stadium. So we should, we should get you a plaque. That's, <laughs> that should be a that's plaque what, worthy. Once you finally yeah. settle down and you can kind of have like a set going, we need a big plaque that says yeah. holder of F, last FBS special teams tackle. Alex for Bobby. Idaho. Now, <laughs> it's officially becomes to- the biggest FCSer ever so that nobody can ever take that title from him. Exactly. <laughs> um, but Jonesboro, so this is before K. This is 2015. So when you fly into Memphis and you stay in Memphis – and I remember, it's funny because I actually sat next to Jack Tate on that flight. I remember this. Him and I put a laptop in the middle and watched a movie together on the flight to Memphis out of Spokane. So that's kind of funny. But then it's an hour and a half drive into northwest of Memphis up into northeastern Arkansas. You're in the middle of freaking nowhere. And you get there and you're like, what's going on? And it just felt just bad. And there's like four fans at the front row of their stadium just yelling, fire Paul Petrino. Because, you know, he has history in the state of Arkansas. His brother has more history in the state of Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, um, he's more Bobby related. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, and so it's just, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't the best time. And then you had to take an hour and a half bus ride back to Memphis, and then I got on a plane to fly back to Spokane or at the time, and just get home late. It just, it was that one was not Jonesboro. Don't I don't hold in high regard. I hold it down in lower regard with like Monroe and like. Maybe Mobile. They don't like Mobile that much either. I have more Sunbelt travels than Cade did. Unfortunately yeah. for it, fortunately for him, he got the, the <laughs> short. He got the short plane rides. I got the long ones. Yeah. Um. I kind of got a question. Who was there? Anybody or any fan base that ever stood out from like like a heckling standpoint? And is there anything you remember from that? Um. Well, every game I traveled on, they didn't heckle me. It was always Boatman. It was always Boatman. <laughs> So, <laughs> Troy, so Troy, Troy was Troy heckled the crap out of me at first, both years, both times in 2015 and in 2017. But in 2017, I actually befriended some of the people behind me. So, like, when I was going, like, you're going in, like, they started cheering for me. Like, they started freaking out. <laughs> like, like, so that's hecklers. I, I, Idaho State, I, that, those ones pissed me off a lot. I remember I was super pissed you got, off. Like, you got in a little cussing screw match with them, and I was over on the sideline like, just laughing so hard. I was so pissed that day. I don't see thought to me, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they, their fans suck. Yeah, oh, I, hate them. I remember uh, 2018 against Eastern Washington, you had a freaking bomb. I don't remember if it was long or – I think it was long and like down within probably like the 10, maybe even the 5. And I remember this guy was behind me. And he was just loud. And this is when, for a little bit in the game, from how I remember it, it, it didn't get out of hand till later. Like that first little quarter, maybe first 10 minutes, it was pretty boxy. Um, and I remember I was still really into that game. And this guy was like, I'm like, oh, you guys are about to see some real punting. Punter, you. And this guy goes <laughs> like, you're really bragging about your punter? Man, Idaho must suck. And like, as he's yelling at you, hit your kick. And it just drops like a dime perfectly out of bounds. Yeah. And he goes, Never mind. Never <laughs> mind. <laughs> Literally yeah. won an argument. Mid him trying to like, you know, insult me for saying our we're punter you. He watches it happen and immediately goes, stops his statement, mid like statement, and just goes, No, nope, that was wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't see punting like that out here. But um, that is funny. Real quick, real quick, Chris, before we move on to one of our last yeah. things, just talk about uh Chris Sinkovich reti- uh, retired today. Um and, you know, for Cade and I, so when you're a specialist, I know you don't have a position coach. In fact, I was Cade's position coach. If you really, if you really want to ask him, Cade, <laughs> put it on tape. Did I coach you? Yeah. So 
this is what I'm saying. Every time that we went on kick, I was like, Boatman, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing right? And even to this day, I send Boatman film like weekly. Yeah. So, so, um, so who were you sad or retired? Sinkovich or Boatman? You didn't get as much yeah. fanfare when you retired. No, but so the thing is, Coach Sink was the closest thing we had to a position coach. He was res- kind of responsible for the specialists. He would watch Cade. We'd go watch film in his office. Um, that was the guy we had meetings with. So, um, yeah, that was the closest thing Kate and I ever had to a position coach in college. And that's usually a position coach who you spend a lot of time with, uh, as a player. And so, yeah, it's sad to see coach Sink retire, but uh, just awesome guy. I don't think there's a really a player out there who has a bad word to say about him. I think everyone on the team always loved him. So just shout out to coach Sink real quick. Yeah. yeah. Sink, Sink's a legend. I'm going to, I'm going to miss, uh, definitely his sayings pregame. Can't, you can't go oh, wrong man. with those. Yeah, he was well, great. I think I read somewhere he's, he's going back down to Vegas. So with all those Playing boatman balls. blackjack skills, you might be able to go, go <laughs> hang out with Sink. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the last thing we had. Yeah. Um, well, I got one mo- more little thing before we get into the last, last thing. But uh, tell us about who who's going to be f- the fifth guy to step mm-hmm. in after after the guy. Um, as of right now, it's it's probably Logan. You know, I think he'll. I mean, I think he'll be fine with kickoff and field goal. I think he'll go in. And I think he'll kill it. I mean, they'll probably bring in a punter. So you know, whoever that punter is, they bring in. And of course, uh, Landon Rico comes in next year. So you know, you know, there's a definitely. I think they'll do good. I think they'll definitely fill the shoes of uh, the previous four. So the the so. punter you is in good hands, is what you're saying. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's definitely in good hands. Got to keep the, that uh, streak of all Americans in a row. So. <laughs> so, Chris, do you want to introduce getting iced, and then I'll ask kind of the last question and give Kate a little time to think about it while while we ask him the last question. Yeah. Uh, so we have a segment on here called Getting Ice. I don't know if Boatman uh, informed you or not, but basically we've been grilling you. You get to grill us. Um, so <laughs> we'll give you a, a second here. We got one more question for you. And then an ad read. And then you can ask us any question you want, life-related, sports-related, alien-related, whatever you really want it to be, and we have to answer. But uh, Dallas, I think you have a question. While we, we give you some time to think about that. So okay. before you ask us the questions, I just want to give you the opportunity. Are there any stories about your time at Idaho that you wanted to tell us or you wanted to say on the podcast that we didn't give you the chance to? Because we've been asking you questions but never, never said, hey, Cade, what – what did you want to say about your time at Idaho? Um, man, there's so many stories I can take, I can share, but you know, I probably shouldn't share on live, <laughs> but, um, I would say one story, one story. And, uh, it's kind of a coach sink story. And, uh, but when you remember Rico's senior year when the bear scout was there, yes, I do. So it's uh it was I think it was one of the last weeks of the season or right before I don't know whenever it was in the season but there was a bear scout that was coming to watch Rico and it was right before we started it was a Thursday practice and right before we started punt and I remember Rico was about to punt and Coach Sink comes over to us he's like see that guy over there with the C on his chest we were like yeah and he's like do you know who he he he's here seeing and we're like I mean obviously Rico he's like yeah. And then just walked off. And we just looked at him and we were like, what just happened? It was the fun. Oh, I forgot about this. But so, like, because the way it works, uh, Thursday practice is the when they do pre practice. And then the first thing we do as an official practice is team punt. And so you punt going in, you practice the pit, the pooch punt in the end zone. Um, so Rico and Brett are going there at the 50. Yeah. And Sink comes over to Caden. I was like, who do you think that guy's here to watch? Rico is like, Exactly. Just turns around. Like, what? It's before, like, before our yes. was like, what did that Thanks, have to do? We're like, what did that have to do with anything here? That I forgot about that. It was just like the most random thing he's like ever said to us. And I just never understood what it was for. But it was just it was just so random. But yeah, that's a good coach sink story. Yeah, well, I will that, say a, a, oh. another story um, that kind of just sums up being a specialist. I remember it was uh, my freshman, my redshirt year. And it was the time that the Olympics were going on. So we did the special teams Olympics. So as like a specialist, like we really, so in like our two hour practices, we got maybe 10 minutes if we're lucky of kicking. So the rest of the time, you know, the coaches probably think we're actually practicing or getting better. 
but like we're kind of just goofing off, you know, playing games, you know, just having fun. I remember there was one fall camp where it was back when we could still have double days. And so in the second practice, like coach was like, yeah, you guys don't have anything. Just go in the dumb and kick. I remember we ended up just going golfing for it. And I remember when the team found out they were so mad, but it was a great day. Uh, so. That's hilarious. Cause you always hear those stories. Like, Recall, I, I was at Seahawks training camp and it was the same thing. Like John Ryan was just like, over on a field by himself, just like trying to like hit the ball on the ground. He's just trying to like kick it to bend around a trash can. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah. is that practice? Or is he just like discovered something he can do to kill time? It's pretty normal. <laughs> I mean, you, you can only kick and snap so much, right? I mean, true. you get, you get quite a few reps in throughout the day, but you're not going to do it for two straight hours. That's, and, that's where you, yeah. you actually get bad form if you do that. So, yeah, I mean, you got to get creative and it's not we like play, you were bad at it. So we, we play <laughs> games. I mean, there was a muff with the soccer ball. Uh, yep. I won a lot of, I was, I won a lot of muff. I uh, played three on three football Sunday nights when the team was inside running sometimes we, so if anything, we Punt actually did more of a workout in playing three on three football on a Sunday night punt game. Rico actually broke a vent in the dome. It's still broken. Um, and I remember being, you, you got yelled at for it. Yeah. We threw, yeah, we but, uh, stole some golf carts, drove around the dome in them. We always I heard, Kate, don't you have a, a dent in the dome as well? I thought I heard that. Oh, uh, but something? I did break NAU scoreboard. There is a dent on the NAU scoreboard. <laughs> See? So. That works. That's better, <laughs> yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah so. um, all right. Well, that was Around the Bar, brought to you by Hughes River Expeditions. If you're looking for a great all-inclusive week-long vacation, don't look past your backyard. Venture into the largest protected wilderness in the continental United States, located right here in the great state of Idaho. Enjoy a multi-day trip down the Middle Fork of the Salmon, the Main Salmon River of No Return, the Salmon River Canyons, the Selway, or even special trips like the one to see the Perside Meteor Shower, camp on pristine beaches, run amazing whitewater, hike scenic trails, spot wildlife, soak in beautiful natural hot springs, take in the history all along the river's edge. Oh, and you get to fish some of the most remote stretches of river in the country. You bring your clothes and let HRE handle the rest. Hughes River Expedition has been vandalone and operated since 1976. Ready to take you on the vacation of a lifetime. What are you waiting for? Find out what it's like to grab a paddle, Catch dinner and ride the bowl all throughout the great uh, all throughout the gem state. Call them now at 800-262-1882 or check them out at HughesRiver.com. Getting iced. Mr. Coffee. Put some ice in our coffee. That was a terrible pun, but I went for it anyways. <laughs> what do you got for us? Okay, so this one's for Chris. How and why are you a Tottenham fan? Like, why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> So, <laughs> fun fact, I'm actually number one team is QPR. But Okay. I respect that at least. Yeah, but, you know, you got to have a Premier League side. Yeah. Um, being that QPR is on the west side, you know, you can't really pull for Chelsea. Fulham. Now Fulham's in the Premier League, but they weren't. Um, and then, you know, when I was going through kind of getting into it, obviously – all my teams have kind of always been underdogs and uh, I wasn't going to root for Arsenal. And I, I kind of always knew I wanted to at least try to keep it London. So it basically came down to like West Ham and Tottenham. And then me, the American in me, you know, it's like Queens park Rangers. It kind of sounds American. And then you have Tottenham Hotspur <laughs> sounds kind of American. So I was like, ah, I could get on with this. And uh, also big Clint Dempsey fan. So Okay, okay. That was, that was kind of cool. The deuce is loose. I mean, as, <laughs> as long as you're not a Man City fan, I'm totally cool with it. Look, I know. We cool. get in this all the time because Sean Kramer is the guy who started Tubbs at the club. Oh, so, so we have we have Tottenham. We have the Anaheim Ducks because Dallas is a <laughs> two soccer. Uh, <laughs> I, I I know Christian Pulisic. I know that. I know he, he plays for today. Chelsea. That's, he scored today I, for I, Chelsea I, in the Champions League final. Yep. Real Madrid. That was pretty yep. cool. See, I know soccer. Yeah, and uh, where did he come from? Well, America, from Hershey, Pennsylvania. <laughs> come on, Dallas. I meant Borussia Dortmund, but uh, <laughs> but then uh, and then we have Martin, who doesn't root for any English sides. He's an Ajax fan. So okay, we're like how weird. Like <laughs> that's who's going to be. You know, I have no problem rooting for them, but like you don't have any Prem League sides, or you don't root yeah. for like I don't know PSG or. Cade. Barcelona, anything? You, you remember the one time we played City United and we watched in my apartment and it was like 6 a.m. and we were down 2 0. And that was when Pogba 
because like Audie was over too, and we were, and I went back to bed because like we lost this game, but you and Audie kept watching. And we come back in the one. Remember that? I Pong remember that. Yeah, I do Pong remember that. Falling. Yeah, yeah. So Kate and I have our few few mornings of uh, waking up and watching some uh, United games. What what is that? Oh, your QPR shirt, Loftus <laughs> Road. Uh, see, there you go. Right there on South Africa. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, a lot, a lot of FIFA, a lot of FIFA in our days too. Yeah, I always beat Kate. I made Kate forfeit once. Like I was playing. Game. The reason I was Kate. late with I was I was in the middle of a FIFA game. I'm I'm making Inter Miami just a power in the MLS. I'm yeah, using what should. David Beckham wishes he could do. As and all those uh, buyouts where you get like somehow get Inter Miami like a 100 million dollar transfer budget, and so you can just go out and buy like Pogba and stuff. And it's like, why is Pogba yeah. in the MLS? And then nobody on an MLS defense can stop Paul Pogba. Yeah, you should be I'm gonna be honest. I'm not. I'm not a big MLS fan. I, I no, can't we, watch it. If it's on, be, I won't watch it. We have to be Inter Miami fans now because of Beckham. You understand? Have that, to. Right? I mean, that's the only team I really root for. And, just and David Beckham. Yeah, but, I mean, but it's mainly Beckham. Yeah. I mean, he's a beautiful man. That's I mean, he, David Beckham is the reason I'm a Manchester United fan. Like, he's like my favorite player growing that's up. So, him and Cristiano Ronaldo. So, yeah. yeah. No, um, it's funny though. So, back to you liking QPR and uh, Tottenham. So, like in England, it's like a thing. You always have your hometown team. And then your favorite team. So for me, like I grew up kind of out, outside of London, kind of in the Watford area. So naturally, I like Watford. And then we moved to MK or to Milton Keynes. So I'm a Milton Keynes or MK Dons fan. Ooh, that's unpopular. Then <laughs> Alley. Alley. I'm a Manchester United fan. Delhi Alley played MK Dons. Yeah, yeah. That's a uh, Kate. Kate has quite a few fandoms when he his English and he had an English accent back in the day too, according to him. Back, so, in, back in the day, long oh, year back. You gotta go to OT next year, Cade. I'm terrible at hand things. Like I can't do the Spock, and I wish I could do the Deli Ali, but I I can't. I cannot do it. See, (laughs) Bowman, I think got it. But um, you got anything else for the other two two clowns on this podcast? Uh, Bowman, all I'm gonna say is GGMU. Manchester is red. Manchester is always red and always will be red. Their side's a bunch of clowns, fake fans. Sean Kramer is the only city fan I know. So they don't. They don't exist. Yeah, if you didn't like him pre two thousand nine, I want to say, That's then fine. you're you're fake. Then you're a bandwagon fake fan. Yeah. yeah. And then for, and then for you, Dallas, I'm going to be honest. I don't know anything about hockey, so I don't have any questions for you. Go Seattle Kraken. <laughs> oh, go Kraken! I am. Go Kraken! I am an introduction Kraken fan now. Yeah. See, there we go. So I'll go. admit it right now. Uh, I became an Anaheim Ducks fan because of the Mighty Ducks movie. Uh, didn't every Ducks so, fan become a my? <laughs> yeah. So really, Kate, you don't need to know anything about hockey. Just if you saw the those awful Disney movies, that's all you need to know. Awful. Those were great. <laughs> well, hey, to be fair, when I was a child, child Anaheim was my like team, and then I realized like, all right, I can't root for a team because of a movie. Because I also used like the rap, the, you know, Toronto Raptors, but then I knew that was because Jurassic Park was popular, and then so like transition and i was just playing nhl 05 and thought the nashville predators was just the coolest stinking name that's how i became a predators fan but sorry preds full cracking after this year I, I my allegiance to them was very loose <laughs> awesome cool um well that was the show uh do you, real quick any pick for fcs champion this year or did you not get a chance to watch a lot of it because you were playing um i want to i want to root for north dakota University of North Dakota. That's who I'm rooting for. The old Big Sky school that apparently is good yep. now because they're not in the Big Sky, but or maybe the Big Sky was just that good I mean, all along. We were one and zero against North Dakota as a Big Sky. Heck school. yeah, we were. Um, Mason. Well, until NAU, Mason looked. That was his best game. I mean, that, that was a hell last of a game. Minute drive. That was a great game. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I love that game. Was it was it Cotton or Cottrell that caught the game winner? I think it was Cottrell. But Cottrell too. It was Cottrell too. Yeah. Cool. But it just feels like Jeff Cotton was everything at that time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hammer down. Do you have any hammering down? I know we're in the interviews, but maybe. No, I got nothing. Thank you, Kate, for, for coming on. That was a blast. Thank you. Personally, thank you for being like the brightest spot of a couple rough years. Yeah. And, Appreciate hey, it. is he our first All-American? To interview? Yeah. Probably. Maybe Vibora, but I don't think so. I don't think he was, but Cade probably yeah. is. Yeah. Welcome. We you've first All American on the show. Yeah. We've had an Olympian and an All American now. Maybe maybe <laughs> we can call on Cade to give some Idaho takes after this season. Now he's just a fan. He can watch some football again. Yeah, watch I'm a Vandal team. alum now. 
You can yeah. watch Pluto TV now every Saturday. Like the you rest can, of us spoke. You can be like your boatman. We're going to keep the offer extended on any time you would like to come on. Yeah. Reach out. That's how we got boatman. <laughs> it's just like, hey man, that was fun. Anytime you want to come on. Hey, I really want to talk about this. Come on and on. But hey, I'm down for whenever. This was fun. But yeah. I will say, watch out for the Vandos next year because I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. That, I mean, there's nobody that on this podcast that would be upset about that. So I'm <laughs> pulling for that as well. Um, uh, cool. Well, uh, do you want to let the people know how they can find you? Or, I don't know. Anything you want to plug before we sign off? Give them your You app. guys want to follow my life? Uh, I think my handle on Instagram is Coffee underscore 15. Uh, Twitter is Coffee 15 again. No underscore. And then you just hit me up on Facebook if you want to follow me. So. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we want to thank you for coming on. Um, just reminders some housekeeping for everybody else. Once again, now you can turn off if you're re-listening. We only have two more shows, so they'll be coming out bi-weekly. This is our last like weekly show. So we have one more coming out, um, possibly an Idaho Vandal coach, and possibly a big one to end the year for you guys. Thanks to a previous guest. Um we will see. If not, we'll come up with something fun for you guys. So check it out. We got two more episodes, and we'll be back with, like we always do, a little bit of a refreshed new format show. Keep an eye out for our survey so you can give us uh, critiques, suggestions, and, uh, I don't know, lots of kind words. Hopefully, just tell us we're amazing and you love us. Anyways, that's all. Sign for the best band in all the land, the Sound of Idaho. To play us out. Go Vandals. Go Vandals. Go Vandals. Go Vandals.